All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. We welcome you to our program. Glad to have you, and I hope you'll be with us for the next uh, almost an hour. It's always fun to be uh, together, and uh, appreciate your joining us. If you'd like to uh, give us a call, I'd love to hear from you right now. Toll-free number anywhere in the great state of Texas, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. And uh, Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones. So be patient with him as we get the program up and running. And uh, let us uh, let me have a chance to help you with the plants at your place. That's what we'd like to do. Um, it is a time when hopefully we're going to get a little cooling weather over the state of Texas. It is a time when maybe we will begin to see a little bit of rain across the state of Texas. Both of those would be so very welcomed. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, If that's the case, then it is the time to uh, apply pre-emergent weed killers. Uh, And I would say I'd go ahead and get them out in the next day or two across Texas. That's just really critical. And uh, I put that in my electronic newsletter. We just can't take a chance on waiting much longer because uh, if we do, we're, uh, we're going to run out of time. We're going to have a lot of uh, the winter weeds that uh, would come up will uh, be uh, uh, showing up. And, and uh, at that point, we will have weeds that we don't want come springtime. Uh, that would be uh, things such as uh, annual bluegrass, rescue grass, and ryegrass. Those, those um, pre-emergent weed killers are uh, Dimension, and they are Baylan and Holtz. It may be hard to find them. I've uh, been talking about them for about three weeks now and advising you to uh, have your nursery or hardware store or farm supply store order them in for you. This is the importance of buying from local independent retail garden centers where you can talk to the owner. They'll work with you. The big national stores, eh, not so much. They can't uh, do things for individual customers, but the local people can. And hopefully they'll have them on hand, either halts or dimension or uh, or Bayland. Applied now will prevent the germination of annual bluegrass, rescue grass, and ryegrass. If you wait two weeks, you probably will miss them and you don't get a second chance on those. You'll have to suffer with them next spring. Uh, annual bluegrass is the little weed that has all of the seed heads come springtime. It's a mess. You really don't want to have that one. And uh, so uh, that is uh, that is a real dilemma. Uh, the uh, uh, the uh, other two uh, uh, are not quite as uh, uh, common. Uh, ryegrass, well, you, if you have had ryegrass as an overseeded lawn, you're going to have it back again, like it or not. And rescue grass is becoming more and more epidemic across Texas. I grew up a long time ago, and, and I mowed yards in College Station because the homeowners couldn't uh, keep up with the, the uh, rescue grass. It's a much coarser grass. Annual bluegrass, just uh, to be truthful about it, is building up a little bit of resistance to those three pre-emergent weed killers, so you may not get 100% control, but I'll guarantee you, you will get 0% control if you don't apply them. So I put out the uh, pre-emergent weed killer, any one of those three, in the next uh, two or three days, and uh, then water uh, moderately, moderately. I'd mow first, then put out the pre-emergent, water moderately, and then if you get a rain, it, it doesn't sound like we're going to have flooding rains, uh, then that will coat the surface of the soil with the pre-emergent. Uh, if you're going to be fertilizing, um, which is a good thing right now, I would probably try to uh, 
uh, fertilize. Um, normally, I'd say fertilize first, water heavily, wait a day, put out the pre-emergent, and then water lightly or moderately. But I don't think you have the the, the time to wait on the pre-emergent. I'd put it out first now, uh, water moderately, wait three or four days. Uh, when the grass is dry again, if you do get some showers or rain, then you put out your fertilizer and, and water it more heavily. All right, we have that outlined. Uh, what else do we need to talk about? Well, there are other things. I'll uh, save them. We'll try to get the program up and running here in just a moment with your calls, some other commentary on my part, and hopefully a whole lot more. We broadcast live every Saturday a little after 11 until right before 12, 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. 888-256-1080, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Call right now, won't you please? And let me have a chance to help you with your lawn and garden questions as we look forward to fall landscaping and lawn care. Whatever it is, I'll try to help you, give you my best possible answer. So give a call now, one more time, 888-256-1080. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and I've made a decision in the last few days and that is that I want to leave the price where I had it for the very special thing. I have a couple of other uh, projects as I'm working on. I, I told you about my wife's re-election campaign, and you were very kind. And I think we've come pretty close to fulfilling that. This was for school board. She is a, a school board member in McKinney and, and had some pretty, uh, let's see, what's the adjective I want to use? Heated, uh, nasty, I don't want to say that, although I feel it, but uh, just some some uh, competition that wasn't uh, playing quite fair last uh, spring and, and we had to pull out the stops and and pay for a pretty expensive campaign well, i think we've almost covered those expenses not sure but anyway i have some other uh, personal uh, things i'm trying to do and i've decided just to keep the cash flow coming i'm going to leave the price at 34.95 for a limited time more and that's a real bargain for you on this book the uh, hope is that you'll find it to be the only gardening reference book that you pull off the shelf as you try to be successful here in Texas gardening. Things are going to get better now as we get into cooler weather and a little wetter weather across Texas. This is a hardback with 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and it was printed in Texas. It's in its sixth printing from San Antonio. That's where it was printed. Eleven chapters covering lawns, trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annual and perennial flowers, fruit and vegetables. Chapter two is very special. 48 pages, four pages per month, telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants for every county in Texas. Your satisfaction with the book is completely guaranteed, or you'll get a full refund. No questions asked. With uh, uh, with 80,000, uh, 81,000 books sold so far, no one has requested a refund. I sign every copy as it sells, and for that reason, the book is not in stores and not on Amazon. So if you want to get a signed copy, and you want to get it at this remarkably low price of $34.95, if you bought this book in a bookstore, it'd probably be $55, $60. You get it for a $34.95 satisfaction guaranteed. Here are the two ways you can buy. Order from my office. This weekday is on 5 to grow. That's G R O W. 800 752 4769. But the better way, order it right now from my website, spare.com. 
Sperry, E-I-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America, but I want to tell you about something made in America for about 93 years, almost a century. That's Mueller Metal Roofing Steel Buildings, made right here by people who care about quality of both materials and workmanship. Whether it's made for your home, custom steel, maybe even a shed or a greenhouse with a backyard, the name Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA, and this is a space company with 36 branches for sales and service. There's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings and roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property, and you're supporting local jobs and local families. They're ordinary, hardworking folks who are proud to provide a product a product that's been made right here in America. When a company's been doing things right for 90 years, they really are doing it right. And that's what Mueller is all about. Visit MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you. That's 877 877- Two six eight three five five three. They are Mueller. They are made in America, and they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. I am having a bit of a struggle. I'm going to be very candid with you and tell you I'm broadcasting from home. Uh, this is a solution to vertigo issues, trying not to get on the highway and, and uh, be uh, kind of rolling around when I get into the studio. So I've set a studio up at home. My problem is, week after week, we seem to be unable for me to hear audio from your end. I don't know where the setting is. I'm seeing it on my, on my uh, monitor. Uh, so I hear programming when you're talking uh, to uh, Jared. I'm hearing, I'm seeing programming coming through, but not hearing it at my end, and I don't know why that would be. Let me, uh, Jared, put some kind of a sound down the line for me and see if I've got anything adjusted wrong here. Let me try. I don't know that I do. Just aren't that many settings on my mic. I have a simple mic. They give simple mics to broadcast to horticulturists when they broadcast. Let me try this. My problem is if I start adjusting volume, I adjust my own volume, you see? So, all right, do you have any kind of a, you don't have any kind of a sound coming down the line, do you, Jared? You probably can't. All right, well, I thought he would talk online. All right, well, uh, let me give you the phone number once again. I'm going to talk a little bit and then take another break, and we'll have a little longer to try to get that figured out. To my affiliates, I am sorry for this uh, confusion. It doesn't make your programming sound any better, and that's uh, that's on me or on the network or on somebody, but it isn't on you. Uh, the uh, phone number is uh, toll-free anywhere, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. I will uh, make this a very meaningful program, however, because I have a couple of things I can talk about that are incredibly important to uh, uh, gardeners in the state of Texas. Uh, one of them happened, uh, uh, has happened I guess probably 10 or 15 times a week to me in the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, last month. 
and it goes this way. It happened, we, I went to see last night, I went to see uh, our grandson perform in one of the, the bands uh, in McKinney at the football stadium. I went up into the school board uh, press box because it was uh, air-conditioned and quiet uh, when the band was not performing. I could kind of get away from noise and, and a lot of motion. And, uh, and I wanted to be there for Joseph. I really wanted to be there. Had to. You have to be there. And uh, so uh, here is, here is uh, what happened as we went up the elevator, got to the elevator. Neil, you got to help me. You got to help me. My lawn's been ate up. That's, what, that's how it was phrased to me. I, I face this everywhere I go right now. Uh, it's been eaten up and it's just gone. I said, well, is it St. Augustine or Bermuda? Is it St. Augustine? Yeah, it was, but it's been eaten up. I said, I heard that. I heard it and I smiled. I said, did it start about the middle of July? Yeah, I got to get rid of the grub worms. I said, there's not a chance in a million that that's grub worms. Not a chance in a billion. Oh, it is. My neighbors have already put stuff out for the grub worms. I said they put product out that didn't need to go out. They wasted money and they put stuff into the environment that didn't need to go out there for the grub worms anyway. Maybe it'll help, but it's a different problem. And well, what is it? And I'm not sure that the lady I was talking to is convinced yet. Um, but I said, please go to my website, Neil Sperry, and I spelled N-E-I-L, Sperry.com. And I said, right on my homepage, I have St. Augustine Diagnostics and you look for chinch bugs. And she said, chinch bugs? And kind of slurred it a little bit. And I said, no, it's C-H-I-N-C-H. -H. You've got to get the spelling right if you're going to look it up online away from my website because you won't, you won't have the right insect. You'll get something else. I don't know what you'll get. But I said, if you go to my website, I have photos of them there. I have photos of the damage. I said, I can tell you how to look for them. Um, but it's, they're going to start to abate now uh, because the uh, season is just about over for them. They start in July. They will always be in the hot, sunny, hottest, sunniest part of the yard. That's exactly where they are. They've been there every year. I said, yes, they come back to those same spots, and they, they kill the lawn. They completely kill that St. Augustine out, but they don't eat anything. The grass is still there, and it's still stuck to the soil. Grub worms would eat the roots and you could pick the lawn up just like an old piece of carpet. And uh, I said, plus grub worms don't start eating until about the 1st of August or late August and you don't have that kind of damage until October, November. And it's going to be more common on Bermuda than it will be on St. Augustine with, with grub worms or at least that kind of massive damage. I said, I haven't had that kind of report on grub worms uh, since the 70s, early 80s, they were rampant at that point. But it's been many weeks since I've seen grubworm damage. Uh, uh, well, even then, even a photo of grubworm damage that has happened in the last couple of years compared to hundreds of, of St. Augustine lawns being killed out by chinch bugs all across Texas. People are sending photos in. It's chinch bug damage. They have done millions of dollars with the damage to St. Augustine again this year, like they did last year. They started doing the damage just as it turned hot and dry. And folks, if you'll use a Merit or one of the other uh, labeled insecticides, that's just one, one but uh, imidacloprid or one of the other insecticides labeled for chinch bugs, C-H-I-N-C-H, you'll get very good control. And it's, it's 
pretty late to be worried about it now if your lawn's all dried up. But you need to watch in mid-June next year for the first, the first symptom you'll see will be the lawn will look dry uh, in a hot sunny area. You'll water it and it won't respond. You say, well, I thought that lawn was just kind of dry out there and I watered it and nothing good happened. And two days later, it'll be brown in those areas. I mean, they take it in a hurry and then the area gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's because the chinch bugs migrate out to the perimeter. They're not in the dead area. Don't look for them there. Look for them right at the edge of the dying area. They're BB sized. They're black insects with irregular white diamonds on their, on their wings. One diamond per chinch bug. They move around on the surface of the soil very quickly. And uh, there will be nymphs, young chinch bugs alongside them down there on the ground. They'll be red. You can spot them easily. Just, just imagine yourself looking for fleas on a dog's back. And parting the, the hair of the dog, you're parting the, the, the blades of the grass looking for chinch bugs. And you'll see them on a hot sunny afternoon. Once it turns a little bit cooler, they're gone for this year. But they, they will be back to those same spots. That's the big message that I have to deliver. And they've done a real number on St. Augustine in Texas this year. St. Augustine has a lot of problems. So does Bermuda and so does Zoysia. In fact, chinch bugs will get Zoysia too. So that's what I have to, uh, to give you. A lot of people would be calling today asking about chinch bugs. And so there we go. Maybe that uh, will be of help to you. I'm going to call the program back in. I will do the rest of the program on my cell phone and I'll be able to hear you and, and I'll answer your calls directly. So don't be timid about calling from this point on because we will have a, a dialogue, not a monologue. 888-256-1080, 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Tell you about Fertilone High Yield Bug Blaster Granules. Hey, this was not a setup, it just worked out that way for chinch bugs. If you have St. Augustine, chances are great that you have irregular patches of dead and dying brown grass. I'm reading my script here. That's due to chinch bugs. They suck the fluid right out of the grass, leaving it as dry as if you had never watered it. You irrigate one night, it still looks dry the next morning. Does it sound like I helped by writing part of this script? Well, maybe I did. They'll always show up in the hottest, sunniest parts of your yard first, and they can kill big parts of your yard in a hurry. Leave it to Fertilome, a Texas-based company, to have a product for us to, to uh, control the insects that are common in Texas landscapes and lawns. If you want to see the chinch bugs, get on your hands and knees where healthy grass turns into browning grass. Look down at the soil line for BB-sized black insects with irregular white diamonds on their backs. The immature forms are smaller and they're red. Treatment is easy with high-yield bug blaster granules. Bug Blaster is a broad-spectrum granular insecticide designed to kill chinch bugs and other lawn insects. For best results, treat the entire lawn. Simply apply high-yield Bug Blaster with a spreader, water the granules in, and get three months of chinch bug control. Remember, all Fertilome and high-yield products, including high-yield Bug Blaster, can only be found in independently owned garden centers, hardware stores, and feed stores. That's high yield bug blaster granules. You got it. It's the product to use for chinch bug control. Thank you, Fertilome, for yet another great product to help gardeners in Texas be successful. I'll be back with more after these two messages.
All right, Kelly, thank you very much. And I can hear now. <laughs> I haven't had some kind of a an implant, so suddenly I hear. I'm just doing it on the cell phone. We're not going to work with the uh, software off my off my computer system. There is some kind of problem. I don't know where it is. It's happened more than once. And uh, software that, that the network is using is just not happy with something that I have. I don't know what it is. I do another uh, couple of programs, in fact, elsewhere, and they work fine, but I can't figure this one out. So I'll take the blame until proven otherwise. Uh, we have a uh, we have a line open right now. We have a couple of callers ahead. 888-256-1080. You are very patient as a listener if you're hearing me say that, and thank you for that. Let's go to Bob in College Station, and we have Carrie in Alpine. Bob, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question about oak trees. I live uh, kind of outside of College Station off Harvey Road, and we've yep. been out here about 35 years, and I've got uh, huge oak trees in the backyard. I mean 30, 35-foot oak trees. And this okay. year, uh, one of them, uh, right in the middle of, of the growth time, all the leaves turned brown and fell off. Okay, and I, I guess I'm trying to figure out how to keep, is, is the tree going to come back or how to keep the other trees from doing the same thing? All right. Um, I had, it's, it's really odd, and you'll see it in the Eagle uh, coming up uh, next week. Uh, I had the very same question from a, a, a reader in Hearst uh, with the same set of circumstances. It was a post oak, which is what you would have there in Brazos County. Uh, he had uh, 10 post oaks on his property, and uh, the biggest one of all of them looked terrible. He sent me two photos, and he said, what happened? Will it survive? And I, I said, well, I can't tell exactly um, because, number one, post oaks have short life expectancies compared to all the other oaks. And it doesn't mean that this one is, is doomed, but that, that is a fact we have to consider. Uh, they probably on average live 75 to 100 years. I grew up in Bryan College Station, so I'm pretty familiar with the post oaks of Brazos Valley area. Uh, some live longer, but a lot die younger, especially uh, when the new housing developments come in. I know you're not talking about that, but, but they, they don't like us. They don't like human involvement. So as soon as we start moving soil or cutting uh, water lines in, things of that sort, they, they start pouting. Um, the, I happened to come to College Station in 2011 to speak at a funeral in October, and I looked at the post oak forest, and I, I realized how dreadful that, that year's drought had been to the, uh, to the Yopons and to the post oaks. And sure enough, for two or three years after that drought, uh, they struggled with a, a fungus called hypoxylin canker that, that uh, attacked weak post oak trees. It, it continued on for two or three years, and some of these big older trees kind of lose their vigor. That may be what's happening to your tree based on last year and this year. Um, the the best thing you can do, Bob, is to water it. Uh, that's not going to hurt it. Hopefully you'll get some rain this week, coming week, and that's going to be the best thing that could happen. I wouldn't fertilize it. I wouldn't do anything else. Um, post oaks around Texas, and other oaks, too, for that matter, but especially post oaks, 
uh, are pretty well browned. They they just don't look like they normally should in in September, and it's due mm-hmm. to the, not so much the heat but to the drought. Okay, and just just wait it out and and put some water on it if you can. A soaker hose, let it run slowly for ten or fifteen hours, and then I, uh, maybe a, a week later, uh, if if you don't get a really heavy rain this week, maybe a week or, or so later put the soaker hose in a slightly different configuration out around the drip line and run it another 10 or 15 hours. And okay. by then you'll be into, into cooler weather with some moisture. Yeah. Okay. That's the best I have. That's about any, that, about the only thing anybody can offer on post oaks. They are just kind of, yeah. um, they, 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 I always refer to them as flat earth society trees. They, they go along, go along, go along. <laughs> and die. They just go off the edge of the earth and you say, what happened to that? So yeah. I hope, I hope it'll come back next spring. I'll, I'll bet it will. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. I appreciate that. Let me go to Terry in Alpine. The other, uh, the other uh, place I lived as a young kid until I was two years old. Alpine's beautiful. If you've never been there, folks, Terry, this is Neil. Good morning. Yes, sir. Good morning. Um, I was. I have been listening to what you were talking about the chinch bug. Would the chinch mm-hmm. bug affect the Kentucky bluegrass as well? Let me step aside and speak over your shoulder to the rest of my audience, folks. Have you heard this question ever in your life before on a Texas radio program for gardening? A Kentucky bluegrass question. Mom and Dad lived there for seventeen years during the Depression. And they talk, they came from Nebraska, and they talked about having bluegrass in their lawn in Alpine. You can do that in Alpine and Fort Davis. You can't do that anywhere else in Texas. That's why Alpine is so special. I don't think they're going to bother. I don't know. That's the first time I've ever been asked that, Terry. 450,000 mm-hmm. questions, first time I've been asked. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're going to bother. I don't hear much about chinch bugs up in the, in the Midwest and the Northeast. Um, oh, it'd okay. be easy enough. It would be easy enough to... Um, uh, to, to look for them because they are very identifiable. Uh, if you look on my website, neilsperry.com, and look under the St. Augustine Diagnostics, you'll see the picture. It's a, it's a composite photo that a, an extension worker in Mississippi put together. It's a wonderful uh, photo of the various live parts of the life cycle of chinch bugs, and that's what you would look for. I think what you're seeing is the reality of Texas that the rest of us face the the impact of the extended hot dry weather on uh, on the the Kentucky bluegrass there in in Brewster County even though you've been cooler than we have a lot of the time it still has been too warm for a bluegrass what happens is when it gets hot um let me see how I can explain this. I, I, I went to Ohio State. I grew up in Texas, but went to Ohio State, and my turf professor was fabulous. And I asked him once, how, how come bluegrass um, dies out in the south, even though it's, it's going to be a 98 next week in Ohio? This was in June. Our, our classes lasted in June. And he said, Neil, it's not going to be 98 very long. He said, think of it as a bank account. The bluegrass puts money in the bank, and when it's really hot, it, it, it takes those stored sugars out to survive, and it only has to do it for a few days at a time, and then it's back to better weather. In, in your climate where you grew up, it, it would be taking out 
those stored sugars for 90 days and and it would run out of energy it just would wear out and that's what happens to the northern plants when they get down in our hot climate uh, you had probably i i looked frequently uh at at alpine and fort davis i have both of you on uh, on weatherbug on my app when i when it's 110 in in mckinney where i live i want to see what it is in in alpine and fort davis <laughs> just to feel better mm-hmm. and and you've been a lot cooler, but you have been warmer than you usually are, and I think that's what happened to your bluegrass problem. So, what is the what solution would you have? I solution mean, what would I do for, now? This is this is an as a great question. This is an answer specifically for you, Terry, in Alpine. This does not apply to anybody else except the people in the northern Panhandle who have fescue. You would oversee that with more bluegrass in September and water it. That's the proper planting time for seed for Kentucky bluegrass. It is a bunch of grass. It doesn't make runners. And so to keep it thick, you need to put more seed out in September. It grows in the cool season. And so you're right at the, at the right time to, uh, to, to seed it and, and water it to get it started. I would assume, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I assume that Morrison sells the seed or you may have to order it in. I don't know, but but this is the time for planting. Did you move to Alpine from the north somewhere? No, sir. No, sir. No. We've been here. This has been my childhood uh, town. But would we cool. irrigate it? Would you, would you recommend irrigating it first before reseeding? Are you uh, saying fertilizing? irrigate or aerating? Aerating. 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 Um, not necessarily. Not unless there's a reason that the soil has become compacted. If there's been a lot of traffic on it, and it's real well, you can. I have never felt the need to aerate my lawn when I was overseeding with ryegrass. I I Mm -hmm. don't make a practice of it. I think you, I think you'll get by without doing that. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and uh, you have a good rest of your weekend. Thank you, sir. Well, I will. Same, same to you. Tell the folks out there hi. That'd be great. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Every time I say that on my cell phone, I get ready to hang the phone up. So, Jared, be ready. <laughs> I'll just warn you. All right. Neil Spray's Lone Star Garden. There is a, uh, there is a call to, to mark up on the wall. That's fun. So that's what sets uh, this. I, I wouldn't know if I hadn't been to Alpine a lot of times with Mom and Dad when they were living and going out to see friends there at uh, Sol Ross. It uh, is... Um, a beautiful part of Texas. You need to go if you've not been. If all you've done is gone from Van Horn, uh, from from uh, Pecos across to Van Horn to El Paso on the interstate, and you've never dropped down into the Davis Mountains and, and down to the Cheezus Mountains, oh, my goodness, you've missed a beautiful part of Texas. Uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. In fact, uh, the uh, title, uh, the, the two-page uh, spread page, uh, Inside the front cover of my book is a photograph of the Jesus Mountains taken from the, the flatlands before we went up into the basin two days after a rain. I had just turned 60, and we went out there. I gave a talk at Sol Ross, and I wondered how will I ever use that photograph. And when Cindy Smith, the graphic designer, said, Neil, we've, we've put all the photos where we need them, but I need a, a double-truck photo of, of uh, that will span two pages. 
I said, Cindy, I have the perfect photo. I've had it for a couple of years. I never knew where I'd use it, but I have the perfect one that says Texas. And there it is. So this book has 840 of my photographs. Uh, it is a book that, that is written for the entire state, all 254 counties, whether you're in the Piney Woods or in the Big Bend country in Amarillo or along the coast. Uh, it has uh, 344 pages of high-quality paper, 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. And that will keep you on track with all the things that you need to do to be successful in gardening. When to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray. Chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials. Uh, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. And I sign every copy of the book as it sells. And uh, so that's something I couldn't do if it were in stores or on Amazon. That's why I sell all of the books myself from my home. They're all in the garage. Well, they're not all there. Part of them are still in storage at the uh, printer in San Antonio. But uh, I sign all of them as they sell, and I guarantee your satisfaction. I'll refund every penny you invest in. It's only thirty-four ninety-five. It will make gardening a lot easier for you. It will pay for itself within, I'd say, three or four months, or at least six months, or I'll refund every penny. I've said that several times. I've never been asked to refund on this book in six printings. So if you'd like to get a copy, it makes a wonderful housewarming gift or birthday gift or Christmas gift. It's only $34.95 for a limited time. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. You buy it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. And uh, this is a time when I see a lot of people just kind of shutting down in their landscapes and gardens for the the fall. And the truth of it is maybe they won't do it so much this year. Maybe you won't do it so much this year because we realize things are so very dry. And uh, you'll leave the hoses out and you'll, you'll continue to water judiciously. I know a lot of places are in in uh, uh, water shortages, not necessarily uh, curtailments, but shortages. Uh, we need to water prudently, I think is probably the best phrase. Um, but don't assume that your plants are losing their leaves because they're going dormant for the winter. That's not the case. It's way too early for that to be happening. They're just really hurting right now. And, and think about the plants that you have invested three and five and ten years in, some of those big uh, screening shrubs, don't let them die because of uh, the lack of 2 or $3 worth of water that it would take to save them and keep them going for another season. Uh, I, I see that happening all over the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, where if they just had watered those plants once during all this drought, they could have been saved. Uh, there is a, um, a part of uh, Central Expressway, US-75, uh, in McKinney, where I live, where 30 or 40 Nellie R. Stevens hollies that are 15 feet tall were allowed to die. And just a couple of waterings over the two-year period would have kept them alive and prosperous and beautiful. And so don't, don't be those, don't be in that situation. 
just to soak the plants. It takes a lot longer to get a bed of Asian jasmine established than it does uh, some tomato plants. And so be careful. All right, let me take my last break, and then we'll come back. We have a call that has just come in from Pecos, so I'll get to that. Let me tell you about my electronic newsletter. It's called eGardens. It comes from my computer to your email, and it happens on Thursday nights around 6 p.m. There are always five stories in eGardens. One of those stories is always a featured plant of the week, and one of those stories is always an outline of the things that need to be done that weekend called Gardening This Weekend. That's why I send it on Thursday, so you can get the materials on Friday and do it on Saturday and Sunday. And then another of the uh, sections in eGardens is always going to be uh, the uh, Q&A section where I answer your gardening questions. Diane Sitton has a story, and I have not seen it yet. I saw it come through in my email, but I was having email trouble. But she has a story set up for this week, and uh, she is always fabulous, so that'll be fun. Always great information in eGardens. We've been doing it 19 and a half years, and we'd like to have you join in. The subscription is absolutely free. We just have to have, we need to have your email address or I can't send it to you. And uh, my promises to you are that I will never spam you. I'm not going to send you anything other than eGardens, and I'm certainly not going to sell or give your email address to anybody. You will get eGardens, period. So I hope you'll sign up for it. You can see what it looks like by going to my website. That is where you sign up for it. Same place you go to buy my book. Go to neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, and sign up for eGardens. Let me also tell you about Mueller. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their value plus buildings are pre-engineered, and they feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant, and they come back by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. It shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision. And Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and after for decades after your purchase. That's Mueller. You simply get more there. You get more for your money, more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. I have a good friend who just built himself a beautiful Mueller building, and he is so proud, wants to show it off to me. I'm going to go take a look. Call them at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553, or visit them online at MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. All right, and we are back now. We have about a minute, and I'm going to go to Mary and take this. Mary, I'll try my best to help you. What's going on? Yeah, I planted a couple of sycamore trees, and they're new to me. I've never had them, Um, but I planted them late, and I planted one in the back, and it's doing great, but the two in the front that I planted, uh, the leaves started dying off, but they're completely leafless, and the branches are still green. So do I need to replace them? Are they going to survive, or do I give them a chance? I would water them and see if they offer to leaf out. You have enough time left in the next two months, and if they're alive, they'll they'll send out some buds. Uh, you can also they tell did. if they're alive by what? Well, they did throw out some leaves, but then they died off, right. too. All right. 
I have ten seconds. If they're going to if they're going to try to survive, then they'll have the new buds, and you can let them regrow and reshape them. Otherwise, wait till spring and see what happens. If they're brittle, then they're not coming back. Folks, thanks for listening. Happy gardening.